All right. This is the Barack Lurie Podcast. Enjoying another great day in Los Angeles. Beautiful day. With me, my erstwhile and always present, Ari David, our producer. Ari. Oh, and you should tell them that you are Barack Lurie. That's true. The, and this is you are the aforementioned uh, Barack Lurie. You are the verified Barack That's right. Lurie. You know? Yes. We need a notary or something to <laughs> confirm that I'm the Barack Lurie. Listen, uh, you know, it's so funny. Um, you know, as, as I run my business, I think about getting results, right? I mean, you have to get results for the client. If you keep on losing for every client that you do, you know, eventually that gets out. And You might be cut from the team if you do that. That's right. Yeah, likewise, yeah, baseball, whatever it is. You know, if you're constantly um, being sued for malpractice as a dentist or as a doctor or as a lawyer, you're, that's not a good thing. It might be a sign you should get a different job. Different job, know? right. You, you, may you not might be not be for cut that. out for yeah. that. Um, and, and there's that line from Ghostbusters uh, from that great movie a long time ago where the uh, Ghostbusters teams, uh, they, 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 they get run out of the university. And one of them says, uh, maybe we should go for the private sector uh, to work in the private sector. And the other one says, are you kidding? They expect results, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is good. <laughs> which, which, which launches right into where I want to go today is about results and, and why results uh, matter and what to expect re- from results. First, um, I want to talk about the global picture in terms of the government. The government, does it get results? No, and it doesn't expect them either. That's the point. Yeah, they don't even care about it. You said it better than I could. <laughs> yeah. They don't care about results. What, what they care about is policy and what, as Dennis Prager says, what feels good but generally speaking, they care about the mission and, damn, the, the results themselves. And sometimes they're very brazen about it. Uh, even Obama, when he was running for president in, in early 08, um, they asked him, a, a, a reporter, I forget who it was, uh, confronted him. Charlie and said, Gibson. Charlie Gibson, that's right. He said, uh, Your Honor, uh, Your Honor, Mr. President, isn't it true? <laughs> no, that, no, no, Your, your right, Highness. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> your Highness. Your, your Grace. Your Grace, the anointed one. <laughs> But he wasn't yet anointed. By them, he was. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mr. It wasn't even Mr. President. Senator, isn't it fair to say that uh, you know all these studies show that, that the higher the tax rates, the the lower the economy, that the worse it is for the yeah, economy. and specifically capital gains, capital taxes. gains taxes. I know you're talking about case these fat cats on Wall Street, but if you cut capital gains taxes and the economy picks up, isn't that a good thing? Right. And Obama's response it, it, it was, was, "Well, it's a matter of fairness." Right, and that's yeah. just not fair. That's just not fair. Like, okay, well, but that's not the. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Also, Senator. how is it fair to screw over the country's economy? Well, you know, well, as if all, that even... We're all being yeah. equally screwed. Right. But wait a minute. What, means it, meaning uh, it wasn't even about fairness anyway, even though he well, said put, it Yeah, was. putting aside the fact that the fairness comment had nothing to do with anything that he was talking about, because if you're going to invest, you are taking a risk associated with that investment. And so the capital gains tax should be higher because there is a risk associated with losing on that. I'm sorry. You mean it should be lower. It should be lower yeah. because you, you want to encourage that, uh, that, that risk-taking. And if you don't want to take it, that's fine, but d- don't expect to, uh, to enjoy the benefits of a lower tax rate. Yeah, and it should be lower because people already paid income tax on that money. Yes. Uh, but right. that doesn't But those are risk factors. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I didn't so, to... <laughs> look, when I, when I hire anybody uh, in my law firm, and for that matter, if anybody hires me or if uh, you know, I'm choosing between two different restaurants for that matter, uh, I go there, and what are the results that I expect from going to a restaurant, for example? I expect good 
clean food that I enjoy gives me and and, and oh you the, spoil yes. spoil me <laughs> and the environment needs to be pleasant and uh, and and the price should be reasonable. And, no and wonder I, they hate you, Americans. That's Always right. expecting cleanliness. And <laughs> that's right. So I, I go out of a restaurant and I'm feeling uh, good about you know that experience of the restaurant. I'll go there again. And if, it, if, they, if they can't provide that result for me, I won't go there again. And I'll certainly go to a different restaurant. Likewise with the plumber. If the plumber is con- – every time I hire that plumber, he, he just doesn't seem to get the job done, uh, I'm not going to hire him again. That's all. It's, it's, a, it's really that simple. It's results-oriented. Okay, so now let's say you could somehow personify, um, embody the entire Democrat Party in one person. And embody the entire Republican Party in one person. You sit them down. Democrats are Eldon for Murphy Brown. All right. You know, the now guy you, who never finished the job. That's right. Remember him? Oh, that's, that's, that's very good. <laughs> right. You're getting ahead of me, but okay. <laughs> but, okay, so now you sit them down. They look ex- exactly identical and everything else. Same age, same height, whatever you want. And you turn to one and you say, okay, well, tell me, uh, Mr. Republican, what... Uh, what have you done for the country? And he could properly say to you, I have, uh, you know, when, when I was in power uh, and when I was doing things, I was able to increase innovation. I was able to lower taxes and that, of course, improved the economy and the, the, the employment rate. Um, generally speaking, I encouraged, um, uh, you know, the lack of racism by, by fighting anything that Smacked of racism whatsoever. I killed America's enemies <clears throat> and prevented them from killing exactly us to right. the best extent. Right. I made an effort to do right. that. I, I recognized that the, the evil exists and I recognized how, how to fight them. Um, and uh, we saw the, the dangers that, that loomed on the horizon. Um, and uh, by and large, uh, the economy uh, you know, was really improved as a result of uh, our, our being there. And our policies were basically laissez-faire. Uh, leave people alone, and uh, great things will result from that. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Republican. Uh, now, Mr. Democrat, I'd like to turn to you and talk to you about uh, the policies that you've enacted. Uh, oh, I see you've got quite a list of policies out there. Um, have uh, any of them worked? Well, yes, they all have worked. Really? We've got more people than ever to use these wonderful food stamps. Okay. No, let's uh, putting aside the facetiousness. Have any of them worked? And and they'll. Well, no. They would say the it worked, but the way it worked is the opposite of what it was for. Right. Well, of course not. <laughs> you know? well, what I'm saying is the the interviewer in my question yeah. would be saying, okay, well, let me let me try to understand it, Mr. Democrat. You it, it you you advance these policies of affirmative action. Uh, more food stamps, uh, more people, more entitlements, and things like that. And it doesn't seem to have worked very well. Yeah. In fact, it seems to have backfired, if anything, Mr. Democrat. And um, now, now, why should I hire you? Why, why is it that you think this is a good, this is a good mantra? Why, why are you now a good bet for me? Because if you don't hire me, you're a racist. <laughs> is of course what they, they right, actually what they would say, say. They actually do say But that. they would... This, the, the results that they would point to is something, a, a half answer. Yeah. Well, more people now go to college than ever, yeah. dot, dot, dot. They don't say, but fewer that graduate with useful degrees or graduate at all or are able to stay in college. Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, well, the environment is more protected than ever, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and fewer people have jobs because of these onerous regulations. Well, putting you know, aside the fact more that... More people... Uh, 
prosper in these wonderful government jobs we give people to implement the food stamp, the Social Security, the welfare program, you know. Right. Well, the, the, so the thing is, if they were speaking honestly, they would point to that. Because some of them actually believe those are successful things. Right. I, I know all those people are on food stamps, but look at all these jobs that we were able to give people in government positions to implement that. Well, the, the problem is for them, and, and this is where I'm getting to, is that they cannot really produce results. That's, that's the bottom line. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. Not positive I, I'm ones. Not, I'm not even, I mean, I, I did say, what have you done for me? So it's a fair, fair response to yeah. what you're saying. But in reality, an interviewer looking at it and studying his, his uh, record, as it were, I mean, it's like the plumber using the example that you, you had with the, Mur the Murphy Brown plumber. He could he could say all day long how he's accomplished all these different things, but, yeah, he, did, but he hasn't. Right. Eldon would always say to Murphy Brown, that's a show 20 years old, so right. yeah. you know, most people haven't heard of it. But it was a, a character on the show who would always say to Murphy Brown, oh, I've been here since early morning. I'm leaving late at night. I've worked more hours than anyone. Right. But he did less stuff in that's those right. hours yeah. than it's, anyone. It's meaningless. Right. And, and the Democrat, if they were answering honestly in by the same criteria right. as the Republican, they would say, uh, well, I've actually failed to produce the kind of results you, the consumer of, of policy wants. Right. You are less free in, in the country run right. by me. You pay more taxes. You, have, you can do less. You are less safe from our enemies. Our enemies are more emboldened. Right. I've totally failed. That's right. <laughs> Hire the other guy. Yeah, that's exactly right. The, the, um, the bottom line is there is no policy that the Democrats have advanced, that the Republicans have opposed. And, and from here, i, I, I got to give credit to, uh, to Prager again. But there is no policy that the Democrats have advanced, that the Democrats have actually opposed, that succeeded. Not, single, not a single one. And, and, and I'm going to go through a couple of them right yeah, now. Yeah, or succeeded as it was intended and sold to the American well, people. Right, right, of course. Like health care. Right. It, it didn't lower your costs oh, yeah. and raise your availability. The, the only thing that we were wrong about is how quickly we would find out how horrible it was. We thought we were going to see the results of the disaster of the health of the Obamacare plan. In 10 and, years, and 20 years, it, yeah. Yeah, 10, 20 years, maybe five years. Not in the, six months. Not in six months. <laughs> and it's, and it's not right. only that, we didn't expect that... We always knew, we who were the opposition to it, we always knew there was a problem with it. We didn't know that the people who supported it would learn to hate it as quickly right. as they did. Well, it was unpopular anyway, but look, uh, the next policy, let's say affirmative action. We know that affirmative action has been very destructive to um, the very people that it's supposed to help. It creates a scarlet A on everyone uh, who is of color uh, so that uh, everyone assumes that the person is in that particular school or on that particular job because of his uh, unique uh, color. It's really, it's, it's a very sad set of affairs. Um, and it doesn't help. I mean, you, there's not one thing you could say. Well, now there are many more people uh, somehow represented in government one way or the other because of affirmative action. No, that's not the way it is. Um, it's just you're lowering the standards for everyone. <clears throat> and you're not helping anyone by, by the handouts. As Bush called it, he, he's, he called it the soft bigotry of low expectations, which was such a great line. Uh, that's affirmative action. Then uh, minimum wage. Um, that was the policy that was advanced pr predominantly by the Democrats. Uh, unfortunately, Nixon also advanced that too, but it was a Democratic policy. It was FDR who I think came up with that originally. Uh, well, Nixon put it on steroids. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, but, but FDR actually originally it, created it so that black yes. people would not get hired in That's exactly right. positions. That's exactly. It was it, actually a federal Jim Crow law. Agreed. Agreed. But even putting that aside, even assuming that it was well-intentioned and the design was to elevate the 
uh, yeah, the, the base minimum wage, the base pay, and yeah. somehow everyone's going to have a decent livable wage. Well, surprise, surprise, people just didn't want to pay it, and people are not going to be able to pay what they can't pay. Right. So rather than people making low money right. in a job, they make no money with no job. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> right. but, but they can say that that's people the, who do have a that, job have a minimum wage. Right. That's the result. Yeah, that, that's the result. And, yeah. But of course, nobody ever thinks about that. They just say, we uh, effectuated a minimum wage. Okay, so it doesn't work. Then price controls, for example, whether that means uh, avoiding price, price gouging during a disaster or price controls in any other sense, such as when there's a uh, an oil crisis of, of any kind whatsoever. The, uh, price controls, isn't that a great thing? No, we call that communism in some sense. Um, price controls effectively um, just simply defer the demand so that somebody else can exploit it. That's what it means. Let me give an example. Uh, supposing somebody, let's say you have uh, controls on the prices of oil in a gas station. Okay, You cannot charge more than two fifty a gallon and that's it. I don't care what's happening. If you have a hurricane or a flood or anything yeah, else, it's called 1979 Los Angeles, that, and you get the gas lines. Well, I was, meanwhile, I, 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 yeah, right. Meanwhile, right. you have some guy out of his garage that's right. who stockpiled a bunch of gas that's after right. hours or whatever, and he's selling it for a hundred dollars a gallon. But you don't have to wait in line. That's exactly and right. And people are buying all of his. You got it. You got it. And he's making the money. Yeah. Not not the gas station owner who deserves it. Right, who bought all the regulations, exactly. who's dispensing the gasoline safe and in an ecologically friendly way. Now, you've got a guy sloshing gasoline all That's over right. the place and fumes that are about to explode, right. but people are utilizing it because they don't have to wait four hours to buy That's some right. gas. I, I would pay $100 for that gallon um, based upon my not wanting to wait if it's four hours. The value hours. of your time. Yeah. yeah. In, in my case, so yeah, I think that's worth it to, to do that. Uh, for maybe maybe other people have a break point uh, at fifty dollars an hour, yeah. but whatever it is, the point is the time is money, and people don't yeah. want to spend it. And the same thing happens when there's a hurricane in the deep south during the summer, yeah. and the government uh, reacts immediately by saying, "How dare those people drive ice down there and sell it for a hundred dollars a bag? That's illegal." Well, there's only one result: no, no ice. ice. Exactly right. <laughs> no air conditioning. No warm no water. Ice. Now no ice. That's right. They expect people to come down at risk, great risk to themselves. Yeah, looters, uh, looters, and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and, no and electricity, fallen trees. And, yeah, and they have they have all this ice, and they're doing it at great risk to themselves. And then they expect them to just sell it to them at the two at cost. Yeah. At cost. No, no, thank you. That's not. And guess what? No one's going to come down. That's the reason why right. nothing's going to happen as a result of that. And if if you do allow people to charge whatever they want, well, then guess what? That, More ice drops the price. That's right. Oh my God, that rhyme! That was like right. Johnny Cochran, right? That's right. It must be right. <laughs> More ice drops the price. It must be right. So, so that's what they do. They they keep on going. Um, they they would eventually uh, send a signal out there that hey, you can make a lot of money by bringing ice, and eventually there would be so much ice brought down there that it, the price would go down. Yeah. But but no 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 no. Instead, what happens is. So, you know, somebody buys the ice, and then they secretly sell the ice in the garage again, as you say, right. for a hundred bucks. But instead of a hundred dollars, they'll sell it now for a thousand a bag. Yeah. Because now you have to take a great risk to yourself, not only with all the factors, but now law enforcement. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, now it's not much harder to bring large amounts. You have to bring smaller amounts. And, and, and people, but people just don't get this. Uh, they, yeah. they, they don't want to get it. They they. They, they stop at what initially feels good, and that is you should not gouge. Right. So, so that's another example. Price controls. Oh, I thought of another one. Um, farm subsidies. Oh, of course. Any any subsidy or in that the, always feels good, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Subsidies yeah, are gonna, just such a Our farmers thing. need help, so we're gonna we're gonna subsidize them, right. and then they wind up paying farmers not to grow stuff. Right. 
so they can keep the prices artificially high. Uh, of For course, stuff no one wants. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that all works out. And uh, so you're, basically farmers are in a, in a job that really isn't needed necessarily. I'm not saying all farmers, but uh, that many To grow are that not. particular crop, perhaps right. not. Well, you, you know? know, and Israel had this, jo- this problem um, in, um, back in the uh, late 80s. Uh, the, the belief was that whatever you wanted to do profession-wise, you should be able to do. So if you want to be a lawyer, you should be able to be a lawyer. And there was no, I mean, you, you, would, you were basically guaranteed a job. Well, it's a country with Jewish mothers who want their kids to be lawyers. <laughs> or doctors. <laughs> or doctors, right? So, but, 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 hear, but hear me out. So you get this situation where everyone who wants to be a lawyer can be a lawyer, and they get a job no matter what. Maybe it's not the highest paying, but they have a job, and they can say that they're a lawyer. Um, okay. Uh, but, you know, it, but, but you, know, you don't need those jobs. I mean, you just don't need it. And so it ends up being a, uh, a society that has too many lawyers chasing too many different cases, and it hurts everyone in the long run. It makes it an overly litigious society. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, lawyers are trolling for every banana peel and lettuce slipped right. on in every supermarket. And, and, and at some point, even even there's only so many cases to go anyway. Yeah. And likewise with doctors, there's so many so, so many patients, and they eventually very quickly abandoned that because they realized how silly that was. And now it's more you know it's based upon the market, and you got to you have to see okay, well, is there really demand for lawyers? And at some point you realize okay, there are too many lawyers. And yeah. I would say there are too many lawyers in California too, but nevertheless, uh, it was a, it was a problem on steroids back then, back then and there. Then um, you've got uh, I mean, you name it environmentalism. Here's another policy that's out there. You said it before that somehow that the environment is better. No, it's not. No, it's not. But they they will say it is. They, they, they will claim credit right. for it, but the credit belongs to the to, free market. To the free market, exactly yeah. right. That the, the innovations that have been made, the more efficient use of gasoline, right. is always there. The free market does not want to throw stuff away. Originally, when they, when they were, like <clears> Rockefeller <throat> was selling oil for kerosene, right. there was this byproduct called gasoline that they were just throwing away. Right. And the market found a use for it. Right. And you know In fact, what? Rockefeller actually said, "What can we do with this? Find some right. use for this." And, and and they found a use that was a different industry. Right. Uh, Completely. Combustion engines. Right. And by using the, the gasoline, the combustion engine, hey, everyone out there who's an environmentalist or likes to be green, now we were burning the gasoline, which is a more efficient way of using it than dumping it in the ocean. Right, right. Which then made, they, you know, because when then, you dump gasoline right. in the ocean, it's not good for the uh, manatees, you know. And then the burning of the, the gasoline got more and more efficient. Right. Such a, I mean, I remember as a little boy, um, my dad and used to make us run around the block and, you know, get some, get some healthy stuff. And cars would drive past us, and every time a car would pass by, we would go, we would like hold our mouths because we would know this is, you know, it's, it's going to smell, it's going to be bad smoke. Yeah. We knew that. Now, when I go running, and I still run, a car passes by me, at least a modern car, I, I don't, I don't, don't smell anything. I don't smell anything yeah. because it's such a. Because it's burning so much so of the gasoline. Yeah. It's very little is actually being emitted in the emission. Right. Uh, you know, out the tailpipe. Right, and now the the the, the liberal out there will will. Well, those, those no regulations we passed. No, it's no, not. It's not. Those regulations they, happened after the fact. Right. The engine and, was getting more efficient anyway. Right. The engine. They always want the engine more efficient because it it works better. Right. It that, lasts longer. That, it, that's, it, it's it's always going to be better that way. At the end of the day. Likewise, and um, you know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, you know, I sort of had just had an aha moment. I've always thought of the free market as this thing that um, you know will cause 
uh, self-regulation of prices and wages and the value of things right. and the distribution of things in the most efficient manner. I realize it's not that the market causes that. It's that it is what the free market is. Does, yeah. The free market is the regulation mechanism. That's right. that's what it is. It, Too many people think the free market in their mind looks sort of like a supermarket. It doesn't. Right. But it has to be controlled. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it is an interesting thing. The free market will do remarkable things. And the more free the market... The more Ironically, remarkable the thing. The more remarkable the thing and the more organized the thing will be and the more efficient the thing will be and more environmentally safe it will be. It's, it's really – and by con- conversely, the greatest ecological disaster – Is in the Soviet Union, the Soviet Chernobyl. Union. The, the, worst, the most polluted right. play, real estate right. on planet Earth right. is in the old Soviet Union. That's right. And, and, and here was a country that was touting itself uh, – you know, it was the ultimate liberal quote-unquote state – uh, that was was creating such economic damage, um, nothing and, and ecological damage. Yeah, uh, our Three Mile Island was was one one thousandth of the problem that we saw in Chernobyl. Yeah. Look at the Fukushima all sorts disaster, of even in in a free market. That's a bad disaster, but by a bad earthquake. That right. is not a normal nuclear plant, right? right? And you're hearing all these reports. This is very interesting. This week you heard all these reports that sea lions are dying on the California coast. Mm-hmm. It must be because of Fukushima. Well, here's something that's interesting that you're not hearing. You're not hearing that elephant seals are dying because of Fukushima. And the elephant seal, a larger species of pinniped, swims farther towards the Japanese coast and back to California. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hearing any reports that they're dying. Right. So it must be something else that's causing the sea lions to die, which is probably overpopulation because they're protected so well now. Oh, yeah. It, it's really, it, I understand. It, but but the, yeah. the, the better point is when a nuclear disaster, a bad one happens in a free market country, mm-hmm. it's bad. Right. But it's not Chernobyl bad. Right. And, and the Chernobyl bad is because these were people that didn't know what they were doing. The government just simply decided to they just were Homer. Of, it was Homer Simpson. It was Homer Simpson. <laughs> right. exactly. a, whole, a whole staff of Homer <laughs> Simpsons. That's right. Without the automation, where you know Homer just hits a button and can go to sleep. They were literally looking yeah. at the. It's almost like a, you know the time life how to do it yourself books. Right. You know they, <laughs> and so uh, they just looked at a bunch of pictures. And said, well, that's that's what a nuclear power plant looks like. Okay, great. I mean, really, that's how simple it yeah. was. And then they were surprised. And when somebody said, we really need to have a cooling reactor to, to encompass it in the event of a, of a tragedy like that, they, they said, eh, what's the big deal? It didn't bother them because there was this diffusion of responsibility that always occurs when you're talking about nationalized anything. Yeah, and no respect for human life. So right. they, didn't even, so they don't I mean. care if there's any casualties because the government in that society thought people were a nuisance anyway. Right. All right, Mr. Democrat, so there's one other policy area that I see on your resume here, and that is uh, your Hold prediction. on, let me be a Democrat. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Sure, right, all right, right. Mm-hmm. Your, your, uh, the other area of policy that you have here is your predictions of uh, terrible things happening. Uh, let's see, you predicted um, uh, overpopulation uh, in, the, um, in the year, the, the early 70s and late 60s, and uh, you thought they were all going to be cannibalizing, cannibalizing each other. Uh, because there would be only so much food left over and the resources are only limited. Well, we were but, wrong. We were just <clears throat> inaccurate. That's right. Other than that, uh, it worked out <laughs> Other than that, we were right on. That's right. And as a result... <laughs> Our we, result was right on, just not accurate. All right. So that 
that's uh, one. That's one of the skies falling things. Yeah. I call them skies falling. Yeah, there was problems. also global cooling. We predicted global that. Cool. That's right. Global yeah. cooling. That didn't seem to turn. And out since right. we were wrong about global warming, now it might be global cooling. <laughs> that's right. So maybe we were right. Well, let's just call it climate change and, and be done with it. Um, so these are skies falling uh, phenomena. Yeah, we They've also always been wrong. We also predicted that uh, that Reagan would um, cause a nuclear war. Right. Right, and that interballistic uh, missiles were dangerous, and Star Wars, and all that. Yeah. That so, so here's uh, what we did. Um, in 1994, we had Bill Clinton said Jimmy Carter to North Korea to make sure they got a nuclear bomb. Right. And we uh, <laughs> right. had uh, in 2009 a potential Iranian revolution that Obama made sure didn't happen, so they could keep their nuclear program. Right. So that there's a good chance that we'll have a nuclear war in a few years that we can blame Ronald Reagan on. All right, I see. <laughs> I'm saying that's the logic, right? <laughs> that's the logic. They they will eventually turn to like who can we who can we blame for this? Look, oh no, uh, they like the nuclear war. It solves it solves the population problem. No, that that's true. I have to I have to agree with that. And it can bring on a nuclear winter, which solves the global warming problem. Anyway, so they're they're in other words, they're, they're not just wrong; they're really wrong. They're, <laughs> they have they're, no they're less concerns about the skies falling. Always seems to none of them ever pan out. Right. Uh, so the latest one is climate change, and that's not panning out either. And um, good luck on that. Let, let's see how that turns out. Um, and then the final issue is, um, you know, they'll say, well, what about gay marriage? Okay, we're, we're advancing gay marriage. You know what? The jury's still out on that, whether or not uh, that will cause, uh, you know, whether that's healthy for marriage, whether that's healthy ultimately for civilization, the jury's still out. But uh, the liberal mantra is such, and the record is such that I don't think they have such a good record with that. And I, I wonder whether or not that will fail as well. We'll see. We talked about this before. Um, it, there's so many slippery slopes with the, the gay marriage. Well, they've issue. done such a bang up job on uh, education as a social yeah. policy that, oh, that's right. yeah. based on just the liberal track record, forgetting yeah. the, the facts on the ground about same sex marriage, whether it's this love or that love right. or love, love, divorce, and this and that. Adopting children, right. all, any of that stuff. Just right. forget that. Just going by the results that they've gotten in other things, and right. we've outlined several. Let's pick sort of a apples to apples social area, right. education. Yeah, that really worked out horribly right. for all of us. Right. So if the same people who designed our education system that has been awful are designing our family unit system, right. I think we can predict that their results are going to be pretty awful. It will be pretty awful, although it's, it certainly sounds so great to be so wonderful and kind to everyone and, and to make sure that everyone's treated just the same. Look, uh, these, these, the, the track, you said that phrase, track record, and that's a good phrase to use. Always look at the track record, the results of who is uh, producing what. And at the end of the day, it just befuddles me, and, and maybe it's just my logical mind. And I, I don't think Shame you need, on you. I don't think you need much of a logical mind. You simply need to look at the, the results and you say, okay, I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, if I were a Democrat today or if I suddenly decide to be more interested in, in politics, I would say, well, it seems to me that Democrats have not really succeeded in anything that they've ever claimed to do. Other than the propagandizing. Yeah. Oh, how the how is it that <clears throat> anyone who's intelligent could be a Democrat with these results today right. and not be introspective? Right. They might not change their mind, but they'd at least have to ask themselves the question, what are we doing here and why are we doing it? That's right. And should we keep doing it? You know, it's like, it's like a baseball analogy. If you have a pitcher who throws 72 miles an hour 
and gives up 14 runs a game in the major leagues or even in the minor leagues or even in high school, right. why would you keep pitching him? Right. Why would you promote him to the major leagues? Right. And if you do, is, is it really making you feel so good to have your team lose so badly right. so often? Yeah. It's, it's really that simple. I mean, it's just that simple. They, they, they just don't seem to understand the notion of results. And it's, it's um, I guess they can hide behind a lot of time. Time passes and they can say, give it, you know, give it some time. I mean, that's what the Obama administration is hoping for, after all, with the economy, right? They're, they're increasing regulation. They're increasing spending. And they're hoping to increase no, taxes even no, more. No, wait, 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 wait. They're hoping to increase taxes even more. And then they tell us, give us more time. It's going to take a long time. And then they also blame, of course, the Bush administration uh, for, for having to get out of the muck that the Bush administration allegedly put them in the first place. So that's, that's where they're going with this. Well, that's what they say. But with the Obama but they, but the advantage of time, Ari, is very big for them. They, they will be able to say, well, it's because of this. It's because of that. And, right. And, it's and, Joseph and, Stalin needing another five-year plan after four or five-year yeah, plans right. didn't work. That's right. Yeah. But that's why I, I was These interrupting are complicated, you because Ari. they say they want the results of a good economy. But it's clear now. You, you have to be really kind of out of it not to see right. that it's deliberate. If it was accidental... When people do things accidentally, occasionally they fail positively. Right. Occasionally they fall, oh, but backwards into success, yeah. and things magically get better because they didn't know what they were doing. So sometimes they hit the they hit this button over here. Right. They they figured out a way of hitting the wrong button every time. Right. Which means it has to be deliberate. Right. Because they're never accidentally hitting the, you know. Yeah. No, I, I understand, and I agree with you. It's it's a little bit. Look, we, we now know that every policy that the Democrats have advanced, that the Republicans have opposed, every single policy has been wrong. It just, it, it's simply utterly failed. And Unless that, the goal is to destroy our society. Well, that, that's true. Yeah. But, let, but let's not get too cynical on that. And, and, and for the sake of our listeners, we, I, that's not where I'm going with this. I'm simply saying, if you want to judge them simply on whether or not they achieve good results meaning a good economy. Well, it's and, good and for the society. Good for society right. as a general rule. Uh, lowering, lowering, lowering crime, for example, and all the other things that we want in a good society, a good and just society, they have failed utterly. They are, however, exactly... I, I often give the uh, example, of, and I'll, I'll ask you this myself. Who is more reliable? A weatherman... And let's say that, that, that weather is binary. Sunny, rainy. Sunny, rainy. That's it, okay? Yeah, Nothing just a coin flip. Just a coin flip. And you have one weatherman who always gets it right and one weatherman who always gets it wrong. Who's more reliable? They're both. They, totally you're one of the few. You're one of the few people that has answered that question correctly. They are both totally and equally reliable. Right. Uh, or if it's 90% of the time that he's always wrong and the other guy is 90% right, they're equally reliable yeah, that way, too. Yeah, someone who's always wrong is very reliable. Very Just reliable. do the opposite, do the opposite. if you want to yeah. win. And, and the Democrats are reliable that way. Yeah. Any time they trot out they're, they're a, like a new policy. They're like old faithful. Yeah. If they, if they trot out a new policy, here's what we propose. We propose the following gun control, whatever it might be. You just say, uh-huh. Now I know that's a disaster. I know policy. exactly what's not going <laughs> to be good okay, for anyone now. Uh, there's, a, there's an old adage about it. And, it and, and is it because the Republicans are simply smarter and they always have to choose the exact right thing to do at the right time? Because that's not, not, that's, that's not the mission of this podcast or what I want to explain. Why is it the Republicans 
often get it so right all the time and the Democrats get it wrong all the time? Is it because they just happen to 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 choose exactly the right words to well, say like it, like it. the right the right agenda to say? Did they, they appoint the exact right people to do the exact right thing? The answer is no. The the the, the mantra of the conservative movement is get off of our back. Let let business be business. And if you do that, great things will happen. Great things will result. The mantra of the Democrats is interfere as much as possible because business is such an, uh, a monstrous animal. We need to tame it all the time. And both those mantras, uh, the, 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 the mantra of taming business is a disaster, always will be a disaster. And the mantra of letting go and letting business be what it, what it needs to be is always right. Always. Always. Well, I think there's that is absolutely accurate, but there's, like a Democrat, I don't think you finished the mm -hmm. phrase, yeah, which tell is, me. why is it that de uh, Republicans are always right and Democrats are always wrong as Policy far as getting yeah. the results? Yeah. But why is it Democrats seem to succeed so much easier getting elected while Republicans struggle? Oh, and I, I tell think, you that. I think this answer, this goes into a different area, which is yeah. Democrats do get the results they want because their goal is only to get elected to be elected. A Republican, in general, not right. all of them, right. wants to be elected to do the right thing, right. to be good, and to sometimes, when times are tough, tell the voters, the, the body politic, what it doesn't necessarily want to hear. Right. The Democrat specifically goes into politics to tell the body politic what it wants to hear right. in order to get elected and to then be wrong on every policy decision to create as much dislocation and misery as possible so that people come seeking easy answers from that Democrat politician right. and others who can then again tell the population exactly what they want to hear. Very, that's a very good point. And plus, they also have successfully uh, convinced the American voter that government is the answer to their problems. So it's a question of what was the government going to do to fix it? And never does it enter their mind that the best answer is for nothing. To just nothing. get off their back. The answer yeah. is nothing. Get off your back. Calvin Cole, yeah. just do nothing and stop talking. Right. We don't want to hear you. Right. <laughs> no more Obama speeches. No more, well, I will not rest. Don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. Like the oil spill. Like, I'm gonna, like as if he's going to personally I will fix not the oil rest. spill. Look, um, we live in an, an interesting age. Uh, you know, Margaret Thatcher just recently died. And uh, God rest she her soul. She will never die. That's right. She'll her body <laughs> may, may, have, may have stopped working. Right. But <laughs> yeah, right. Her, her mission is clear. But look, look, she was a great lady. And uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, I know that she really... No, no, no. May she, she, oh. may she never rest and cause grief to all of the people whose butt needs to be kicked in the afterlife. All right. All right. <laughs> let, me, let me... Okay, I'll pull that out. All right. So... <laughs> I'm gonna jack today. May, may, may she rest in peace. She was a wonderful lady. May she, uh, may her ideals spread and and remain for the rest of eternity. Um, there were such great. Uh, I think there was an expression of Thatcherism. Thatcherism works, uh, and it worked. And, and many other countries adopted a lot of her policies, and because it worked. And I found it interesting. Upon her death, uh, it, it, now they're going to have a this this incredible state funeral that, that they. Don't have that the other. The queen is yeah. attending. Yeah, the queen is going to be Which attending. She does, the, the royalty does not attend right. the the head of government 
right. funerals. And and rightly so that they they, they just because she was truly a great lady and nobody was as great as her since she was not as great as anyone since uh, Winston Churchill. She was that, that in that that's country. Good. In that country, we, yes. we have a guy of our own. Yeah, oh, of course, great. I'm talking about England. But then it dawned on me as we think about the truly great leaders uh, of our polit- uh, politics, not you know the Einsteins and the Steve Jobs and such. I'm talking about political leaders of countries, the good ones, obviously, not not just the notorious ones. I'm talking about the good ones. Almost, I, I think every single one of them actually. Are, are in fact conservatives. Of course, of course. And here they are: George Washington, who was truly a conservative. Of course, uh, he, he was. You know, he's the he's the uh, foundation for conservatism. Uh, George Washington. He was no liberal. Um, Abraham Lincoln, of course, the first Republican, right? Uh, who advanced Republican values? Ronald Reagan, of course. Um, Calvin Coolidge, Calvin Coolidge, who I want to mention very quickly, was so great. Because he didn't have the opportunity to be great because the world didn't spiral out of control on his watch. Right. Well, likewise, Ronald Reagan uh, was able to end the Cold War without firing a shot. Yeah. But, but, so, world, but War One, world War One was already over when right. Coolidge Agreed. took office. So there wasn't a war for him to calm down and be the great peace but maker. He, and he would yeah. have been a great peace so he would have been. That's the whole he thing. He would have been, uh, you know. He created peace, though. I mean, yeah. he, he increased the economy and, and helped uh, the world survive in such a great way. Now, look. You look at all these great leaders, and it's hard to find any liberal leader. Now, yeah. a liberal will say, and even go back a little bit more in history. Queen Elizabeth II, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she you know, was very the, you know, the, the golden age Elizabeth. Right. That's right. Uh, she was you know, truly these, a great these are conservative people. Yeah. Moses, yeah, you, you know, all of them espoused very conservative. Yeah. Uh, King dogs. Solomon, another one. Yep. Uh, you know, going back to the to the key roots. Of what works, and it's always uh, an emphasis on God, an emphasis on self-reliance, the Ten Commandments, humility before God, not thinking you are a god, understanding the difference between good and evil. These are these are very basic tenets. Yeah, and the courage and the courage, like with Thatcher and Reagan, to be willing to be hated by people who don't deserve to uh, get what they want. Now, look, a liberal will will say, "Okay, Barack, what about?" Bracanari. What, what about uh, FDR? He was such a great leader. Ah! Yeah, and, and, and I'll address that. Uh, at best, FDR prosecuted the war, World War II in a, in a good way. Oddly enough, he used conservative values to ramp up the army. It was only... He became at, a conservative only when there was a war when there was that a war. forced him to be. That's right. Then he privatized the, the army. It wasn't the government that made all those, those uh, airplanes and everything else. It was, it was General private, Motors. General Motors. General Electric. And, yeah. and those things, and and before the war with the Great Depression, it was the Great Depression that Roosevelt himself did it, um, and he expanded it. He made it worse. Everyone knows that now. Yeah. Um, and if you want to call that a great leader, I guess you can go. <laughs> that's a great leader because he was just a great. He's a terrible leader. He's a terrible, terrible leader. leader. You know, Pearl Harbor happened because of the arrogance and, right. and you know hubris of. They'll cite to Truman. Truman was not a good leader no, either. No, Truman was a horrible uh, Tr- leader. Truman did a couple of good things. I think he, uh, Hiroshima was an important decision. Uh, his recognition Israel. Of, of Israel yeah. was very But he important. lost China. But he lost China. He, he lost a lot of different things. He was a bit of a mess. In yeah, the, the Kennedy, part. terrible. Kennedy. Yeah. Kennedy was, uh, you know, he was handsome. That's about it. Um, but he, he created the Bay of Pigs situation. Um, right. and, uh, sorry, the, 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 the missile Cuban crisis. Missile Crisis. Yeah. And then, you know, got us out of it by the skin of our teeth because of a deal that he made. But in terms of what he did, uh, the, his greatness, 
um, wanted to, the only way, when, when he did do that, it was because he aspired to conservative values. Yeah, he, he got us into Vietnam and didn't win it right, right. away. Right. So, they, you know, to all those who hate the Vietnam War, there's your guy, Kennedy. Yeah. Blame him. And Oliver Johnson. Stone. And Johnson. Yeah, and Johnson. Now, and, and for those people who look at, uh, I mean, these are the great, truly great heroes, Washington, Lincoln, Reagan, Churchill, Thatcher. These people stand out in ways that you don't have to explain. These people were enormously great people. They did wonderful things for their countries. Uh, Giuliani. Good example as well. Clearly, yeah. clearly conservative values uh, in operation there. What I think is also so stunning, and this is where Republicans miss, and we get a, we get off topic into politics, but it is about results, which mm -hmm. is the theme of this yeah. episode. Mm -hmm. Is look how the Republican Party uh, commissars and apparatchiks, you know, the right. the consultocracy, the people who tell people what to say yeah. politically, totally miss the 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 forest for the trees in that. People like Reagan and Thatcher were overwhelmingly po popular. Mm -hmm. Thatcher and Reagan pr promoted unabashed, unfiltered, unvarnished, raw conservatism mm -hmm. in as raw of a form as it ever has been spoken right. it, it, politically. And they were overwhelmingly elected because of it. Right. And, now, they, and they never apologized for being insensitive. They never modified their behavior. They never sat back and wouldn't say something. Right. They used every political opportunity to always attack the, the weak points of their, their political opposition right. without worrying about being insensitive or not being liked. Right. It was very refreshing. Yeah. It, it really was. was. But it, it shows you that the reason we lose politically is because they refuse to communicate. They refuse. Yeah, they it, refuse to get results for us. It's a delicate dance that they always want to. That they they perceive to be more and more delicate, and it's just uh, you know maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. I think they are wrong. Um, well, they're the, clearly wrong. The right? only the only How, way the, we, the next yeah. the next Republican president, who I I believe and hope will be Marco Rubio. He will be president, and he will be elected only because he sends a clear message, of a clearly different path. A path of conservatism, and we'll show that it works. Yeah, that's well, the only way. Well, here's the the good news in all this is the the roster of potential candidates that the Republicans have for the up and comers: Rubio, yeah. uh, Alan West, uh, even Rand Paul, or mm -hmm. uh, even to a certain extent Paul Ryan, on their yeah. different areas yeah. of expertise, all speak in the plain Reagan, uh, language of a Reagan and Thatcher. Right. And they, they don't apologize anymore. And there are, Sarah Palin is another one who yeah, speaks out. That's right. Well, we were, were having discussions back last year during the election. You were a fan of Romney. And I told you, my problem with Romney is mm -hmm. he's not bold. Yeah. And by the end of it, I thought he had a chance to win. Yeah. I, I really did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was rather surprised he didn't. But then in retrospect, I think, of course he wasn't going to win. He never was willing to be not liked. Yeah. He was never willing to truly be a strong, great leader right. who, you know, was willing to, to not, you know, risk popularity to right. really speak the truth. Right. It's, it, that, that's true. And uh, at the end of the day... Yeah. We, My point being real quickly is that if, you're, if you want to take the position in life where, hey, uh, population, electoral, body politic, I have some bad news for you. I have some things you don't want to hear. Um, but elect me anyway, and I'm sorry I said it. Now you're going to lose. That's right. Because of course you have to tell people what they don't want to hear, 
but you better be strong right. and bold when you say it. Well, I agree with you. And the results are basically you're going to have to say we're going to have to get results. And the only way to get those results is by pursuing this path. And that path invariably means letting people alone. That's the only way. Uh, results are, are everything in our lives when we think about it. We expect results not only in our lawyers, our doctors, our plumbers, uh, what our have sports you. sports teams. Sports teams. We expect our it, movie stars. Yeah. We expect it also in our, in our restaurants. We expect it in our relationships. We expect it, uh, you know, in some sense, in our girlfriends and wives and husbands, you know, and even in our brothers and mothers and fathers. We expect results. What do I mean by that? Uh, let's say uh, you expect the relationship to be satisfied. Right. I don't mean in a sexual way in all areas. No. Of course, intimate ones with our spouses. That's why. Or that's why I went into the into is, the uh, familial but, side but, too. But it has to be satisfying in that. If you don't get emotional feedback from your parents, your brothers, your sisters, why are you with them? Right. Uh, why, why are they in your lives? If, right. if it's not gratifying, if they're always taking and not giving, right. you know, your friendships, your, your That's businesses. Right. That's right. It, it, if, they, if they're you always know, taking and not giving. If every meal you ate was unsatisfying at this restaurant, why are you going there? Right. There's a friend of mine, speak, yeah, speaking of that, there's a friend of mine, uh, well, I put a friend in quotes, is more of an acquaintance. Every time that I go to her place... Um, She's very quick to talk about herself. Uh, she has not once asked me in the 10 plus years that I've known her, how are you? <laughs> uh, how's, uh, how's your work going? How's, tell me anything interesting happening in your work? Any new cases? Um, nothing. And she just like, waits. I mean, she just doesn't know. And it's a very unsatisfying relationship. Yeah. I'm not getting any results from that. Um, and, and I, you know, it's a, it's a long story, but it's an acquaintance, unfortunately, that I have to deal with uh, for years to come. So that's what it is. And But the relationship is very unsatisfying, like you said, like the restaurant example. So you minimize it. Yeah, you, 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 know, you don't go out of your way. Yeah, to, you know, I don't want to be with her. You know, in, in, to uh, make more time for it, no, obviously. No. And, and why people expect that we should be satisfied when clearly there are no results coming from one particular party. Uh, is beyond me. And, and the messaging is important. I think you've hit it on the head. Uh, they basically come to you, and it's like a drug pusher. Really, at, at the end of the day, the drug pusher is, is peddling some very evil things. But basically, you, you begin to see the drug pusher as, as necessary for your right. The, satisfaction. The drug pusher is selling you poison that is going to kill you, yeah. but it feels good to right. take. And you need and it. They've and even after it stops feeling good, the pusher keeps convincing you that... Just right. take this; it'll get better. He's the ultimate provider, and he's the source of all good things. Yeah, uh, and and life will turn out good and if, if you, you just follow. If you take this it. stuff, you won't need other things. That's right. And you you, and you wake up and you become conservative when you realize you know what? There's a whole world out there of other things I want right. that I can have if I give them to myself. That's right. It's a results-oriented uh, approach that works for conservatives, and and that frankly conservatives demand. Uh, I think that liberals, at the end of the day, don't de don't demand results. They claim to. I, you know, I, I know a lot of my liberal friends would jump on me right now and say, "What are you talking about? I expect results as well." Okay, do you? Do you really? I mean, and if you do, and I expect you to, because a lot of them are private businesses as well. They look at the bottom line and everything else, and and I ask them, okay, if you look at your bottom line and you say we're spending too much on advertising or whatever it might be. And, and then you turn and, and you're okay with the government spending as it does. Why, why is that so? Why, isn't there a disconnect for you? Why is that acceptable to you yeah, better yet? Yeah, how do you yet? reconcile Yeah, this? how do you reconcile it? And uh, 
And I just I can't get an answer for it. Well, anybody. what it really indicates, this is the amazing thing that yeah. comes is they are really conservative. So many of these people are really conservative, but they don't want to say it, right. admit it, or vote like it. Right. But they act like it in in actions they take, not in the words they say, in the actions they take in their own right. personal lives. They wouldn't tolerate a car that breaks down every 10 minutes. Right. They wouldn't tolerate cockroach-infested food that tastes right. horrible. They wouldn't tolerate clothes that fall apart right. or leaky pipes or plumbers that don't do But they vote for it. Right. And they, they, and they talk that they do when they talk politics and current right. events. They don't preach what they practice. And, right. They don't preach what they practice. And some of it has to do with media bias and some other issues. But in the core, these are people who are, are the hope of all of us right. who are real conservatives because we know they are really conservative deep down inside. They just don't know it or want to admit it. They don't want to admit it. Because the they think there's something wrong yeah. with it. That's right. There's a powerful association. They think, they think the second they say I'm conservative, they're going to run right into a me- mega church, start donating their money, That's right. start praying well, and they, tithing. They, they, and, they, lump, they lump it all together. Yeah, and, and, and burning copies of yeah. Catcher in the Rye and right, right. telling their neighbors not to have Playboy. and right. No <laughs> dancing. No doing, dancing allowed. Right. Whatever their... Um, uh, uh, you know, stereotypical, uh, uh, bigoted version of conservatism is. You know, and, um, uh, you know they are actually conservative in life. They are conservative in life, and I think at the end of the day, I ask ourselves and and ask our listeners about expecting results. Recognize that you expect results in your day to day life, not just in the restaurants, not just in, with your plumber, your lawyer, doctor, and such like that, but but in your relationships. Results are part of your life, whether you realize it or not. And, and it's, it's, it's proper that it's so. Let's understand that. And then also ask ourselves why we expect less from the government than we expect in our own lives. With that, I'm going to conclude our uh, podcast today and tell you what a pleasure it was. Ari? Bye, Barack. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> that was a fun one. Speaking about results, how much I enjoy Yeah, this would not be, you would not buy the album if the music didn't sound good, right? Exactly. That's a result. <laughs>